foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And today, Janie, you're giving us some divine directives on friendship according to God's holy word. Because we need to know the evidences and warnings of true friendship. That's absolutely correct. And Sharon, for everything that we can say uh, in on these broadcasts, the Word of God is what we have to hear uh, for it to really be life to us. So let's just go through some scriptures today and okay. just identify how each scripture can have a thought that we need to pursue. All right, well, I want to start us with one of my favorites, and that's Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And you know what? In being friends, there is safety in their love to hold one another accountable oh, without yeah. the fear of rejection. Yes. In expressing that ability to turn them back to the Lord in everything. That iron sharpens iron. You're, you're sharpening each other in the character of Christ. And sharpening does have a harsh edge to it. And so the words that we use to sharpen one another's sensitivity becomes vitally important. That we are not harsh or rash, but that we are using the words God's given us for the effect that needs to happen to gain the deeper insight as the Spirit guides us. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, well, the next one I want to take us to is Proverbs 27, 9. Oh, in the same chapter, okay. Yes, ma'am. It says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Good smells of gentle words bring relaxation in being one soul and one spirit in agreement. It just satisfies the senses and helps build us up with where we need to go. Well, and I see that as a confidence in having a friend that will give you hearty counsel. Because again, they're turning you back to Christ. They're helping you stay the course and walk the walk with you. Um, there's a confidence in having that kind of friend. And in that confidence, Sharon, it builds a oneness mm. in the friendship. Yes. And one of the verses that has had a, a life-changing impact on me has been Luke twenty-one nineteen. Very short. In your patience, possess your souls. 
That's where most of the battles are fought in our souls, in our bind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. And really, that's where your character is forged. And patience marks a time problem. If you have an instant, there's no need to exercise patience. Oh, right, right, but right. That's but that's the character quality that allows us to get control of our souls, which is where the battles are fought. Okay. The Father does not give anything in the way of understanding until the soul is ready for it. When you are ready to have the control of your souls for spiritual gain, you'll really long for it, and you will be willing to accept the tool of patience. Well, and then when you long for that, that brings you into a intimacy, a a relationship, because you're spending time there that you begin to build a friendship of devotion. So when we look at the relationship between David and Jonathan, you see a relationship of devotion. And the word that really triggers in my thinking is totally devoted. Oh. All right. Yes. Because Jonathan paid a high price Mm -hmm. in being devoted and committed to David. He eventually had to go up against his own father. But if you look at that aspect in the context of Christ, that's an example for us. Sometimes we have to go head to head with our families with people that we truly love, but we cannot give up the devotion of our relationship with God. There is an absolute standard, Mm -hmm. and it it cannot be compromised. Right. And Jonathan paid a high price, but he held to the standard of what true love and what true friendship really is in one for another. Right. And then there's Job 6.14. And it simply says, to him who is afflicted, kindness should be shown by his friend, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Job had friends who claimed to come to comfort him in his afflictions, but their words brought discomfort, brought rebuke, brought conflict, and yet Job was able to be loyal to his friends even though he was very lonely in his relationship with his friends. Wow. That's and you a know good towards point. the end of Job we read that uh, he had to intercede for his friends and their poor counsel that they might have forgiveness in the way they had gone up against Job. Supposedly well-meaning, but still Their loyalty did not come in the scriptural way, but Job's did. And I'm sure we'd all rather have a friend like Jonathan than friends like Job had. And we look at them and we think that they're real troublemakers. Their words cause trouble. So then we need to take a hold of the warning that Proverbs 16, 28 gives us. It says, A perverse man... So strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. I think we can say uh, as a summation on that verse, and that is gossip is not godly. Amen. 
And a troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and then gossip destroys. And this tongue is a wild enemy, and I just remember that the Lord says that the beginning of strife is contention, and it will destroy. Yeah. And I think that we have a tendency to not want to stand against a gossiper, so we'll just agree and go on not to cause contention or strife. And at the same time, in that agreement, we are gossiping ourselves and agreeing with the vileness that's coming out of their mouth. Sharon, I think a practical application on this verse is this. If you are drawn into a conversation that does not hold to the absolute standard of Jesus Christ, you have two options. You can quietly just walk away or you can gently say, I can't follow this conversation mm. and give a reason. And it's possible that the gossipers will be convicted and hold, but more than likely, gossip is juicy sweet. Mm. And most of the time you will be reprimanded for being negative, naive, unkind, and it's best to just quietly dismiss yourself from that conversation and you know if you have to do that repeatedly Sharon they'll start to get the drift that you won't be a part of their glorying in their gossip well that's good advice just walk away and I think we can do that most times but if the gossip is about our friend I mean then how are where's, you gonna... where's the loyalty right? right and so in Proverbs 20 verse 6 It says, many will say they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is truly reliable? Sharon, when talk is cheap and man's just wanting to talk about his own goodness, we need to realize that we can have an encouraging return word that will really help maybe redirect them off of their self-focus onto a friendship focus. Yeah that will not be always talking about me, myself, and I. Or putting down somebody else so that they can be lifted up. And that's really what a lot of gossip is about, is is tearing someone else down to lift themselves up. I have a one-liner on that. You don't have to blow out my candle so that yours will shine brighter. Amen. And you know, Janie, when we're talking about friendship... We're talking about qualities of being around that person, the quality of their character that feeds your character, that feeds your soul, that feeds your spirit, that keeps you focused, that keeps you on the path and on target. And so when we, when we look at friendship in that aspect, then we can associate being a friend of God. Good point. We can associate God being our friend because I think we have a hard time associating God as my friend because we don't really know what it means to be a friend. So that's why I like what you're doing here and giving these divine directives from from his word. So we not only know what true friendship looks like, but we can also 
be a friend of God. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.